Hey everybody, this is Matthew Soltysiak and you're listening to Not The Same Old Lions Podcast. Using my sportscasting background, I speak with a variety of guests and interview key players to gain more insight on what makes this team go. As the Detroit Lions enter a new gritty era, we'll look beyond just the kneecaps when it comes to the analysis. Welcome to another episode. In this episode, we're going to talk about the Detroit Lions joint practice with the Jacksonville Jaguars, what we saw, talk about the atmosphere, some takeaways, some injuries, and we're going to talk about what we're looking for in the next practice and the upcoming preseason game. Hey everyone, this is Lomas Brown and you're listening to Not the Same Old Lions Podcast. I'm joined today by Coach Jerry Angers, named Michigan High School Coach of the Year as well as Coach of the Week by the Detroit Lions. He's also mentored numerous players to the college level and some all the way to the NFL. Good to have you here, Coach. Great to be here, Matt. Before practice started, Coach Campbell had his press conference with the media and set the scene for what he was looking for today and what he expected out of practice. Here's what he had to say. Just overall for us, you know, particularly on what we've seen, uh, you know, to this point in camp with everything. I know defensively their skill position is going to be a great test for us. You know, this will this will be great. Uh, the receiver tight end position as a whole in the pass game is going to be big. And this this back, you know. Uh, so they, they uh, and then, you know, just what they do schematically with those weapons, you know, this will be this is really going to be some great looks for our defense, you know, our back end and uh, and our linebackers, and then and then our front, you know, um, and particularly what I mean by that is our O line uh, versus this D line. They have length, they have ability, uh, they got speed on the perimeter, uh, you know, in the in pass rush. So so I think those two things are what I'm looking most forward to, um, and they'll be big tests for us. I love the intensity that Campbell comes out with with every press conference. Dropped some great information today. Did you have any thoughts on that? Well, I thought it was great because, you know, then when we walk into practice, the first thing we do is we focus on the things he was talking about. And and um, so I think that's one of the coolest things. Uh, basically, we were in a meeting to get the information on what they were going to work on during that day or what certain people were. So I think that was, that, that's a big insight. And a, you know, a lot of people don't do stuff like that prior to going to those camps. They just go there to watch where, you know, we kind of go there to analyze and, and uh, understand what's going on. Exactly. And those were great takeaways. And as soon as we got there, the atmosphere was pretty incredible. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right, folks, if you hear a little bit more noise in the background, it's because we just wrapped up practice, joint practice between the Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We are out here right outside Allen Park doing the show. And, Coach, let's start talking about the atmosphere. When we got here, it was a pretty good atmosphere right away before practice even started. Well, yeah, we noticed that when we had to park about a little over a mile away and walk to the practice. So I got my workout in today, Matt, anyways. Awesome. So did I. And let me tell you, when we first got in there, the first person I saw was Jason Cabinda, the fullback. He's not only a Detroit Lion, he's an indomitable Lion. Both of his parents are from Cameroon, and it was awesome to see him out there. And he looked pretty good in practice today. Any other takeaways on the overall atmosphere? I know when we went to the the stands right away, they were pretty packed as well, and practice was still 15 minutes away. Yeah, the stands are packed. Uh, the fence, there's you know three, four deep at the fences. You know, there's people moving around all the time. Uh, you know, I mean, people sat in that hot sun in the stands, but uh, they didn't leave until the practice was over with. So. You know, it's just great to see all the support. Um, there was probably maybe one or two shirts that were not Honolulu blue, I thought. 
Yeah, I mean, it was all Lions fan stuff here for sure. Um, a couple of things. If you are thinking about going out to practice, I recommend being a nomad, being a <laughs> vagabond. Don't sit in one place the whole time. There's so much to see. Move around as the team practice moves. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, you can move down when they go down to one end of the field or down to the other. You can go over to the other field on the other side, watch the defense. Of course, the stands is for the offense because that's what sells tickets. But, uh, you know, you watch special teams from the end zone. You can watch defense, and they ran goal line from the end zone. It was just awesome. Just about, it's like you're at practice. It was. It was great. We both started out watching the offense, and you moved over to the defense. Um, as far as I saw, first off, it was great seeing Teddy Bridgewater out there. Great seeing four quarterbacks out of practice. That helps the receivers get a few more reps as well. Well, yeah, and the first thing is you look out there and you go, who's number 50 playing quarterback? That's the funny thing. In a red, you know, he had a red jersey on, so but we knew Teddy was going to do that. But uh, it just looked strange out there when he was throwing the ball in number 50. But uh, you made a great point. It's nice to see four guys, you know, even in warm-ups, warm you got two guys, that were two quarterbacks at one end th throwing fades, two quarterbacks on the other end throwing fades. Look at the extra reps that everybody's getting by having those extra quarterbacks. Exactly. The the first impressions I got from offense, they, they did some seven-on-seven seven and then some seven-on-seven seven red zone. They got to this much quicker this week than they did a week ago. And I'm going to tell you, a couple of guys that impressed me right away were Jamar Jefferson and Craig Reynolds at running back. Now, we've been talking about a need for the RB3. Both of those guys were hurt and out injured. They didn't play in the preseason game. So it was great seeing them here with some joint practice work. And they impressed me. And they weren't always running behind the number one offensive line. No, and I, I noticed the same thing, too, as well as the throwing part. We're talking about the running backs. And, again, it's a joint practice. It's not like they're going against each other. you know. So there's some intensity out there. Everybody's giving a lot because you're going against basically an opponent in practice, and you want to look good. So that was a great, great sign for uh, uh, RB3. Now, with the red zone seven-on-sevens, which kind of came next, I noticed Jared Goff and Sam Laporta came off the field at the same time, and they were talking because it was a switch out, Nate Sudfeld was going in, and they talked as they walked off the field, but then Goff and Laporta didn't stop talking. You could actually see Goff motioning to him and like kind of explaining a route. It was great seeing that coaching from the veteran down to the rookie there. Well, we talked about that even on the way down that, you know, he, uh, Jared has come so far as a leader and as a quarterback, uh, you know, by, you know, understanding the game and for him to be able to sit on the sidelines and talk to the rookie and say, you know, you have to make sure you cut that road off a little short. You have to read the defense and things like that. It's only going to make him better. And it's not, and it, you can tell the atmosphere you talk about team atmosphere. You don't see anybody out there that's worried about their selves nor worried about, uh, am I going to make the roster or it's all about me? I mean, everybody is helping everybody. I mean, you watch with the linebacker group, you watch with the offense group, and it's that's just great to see. That's great to see. I agree with you on that completely. It's a team atmosphere. After that preseason game, people were even more excited about the signing of Teddy Bridgewater. I will say Nate Sudfeld did have some nice passes today. He looked a little bit better in camp today than he did recently. Goff had a great pass to Brock Wright for a tight end. And then he had one to Jameer Gibbs, and Gibbs kind of had to do the hand catch a little bit low and wrapped around for a touchdown. That was nice. Laporta had a nice snag on a throw that was behind him from Sudfeld. And then... People are wondering about Marvin Jones losing that step. Yeah. I can't speak to that, but I can speak to his hands still. Yeah. They still work. Goff threw one in a window that wasn't barely open, and Marvin Jones came down with the catch. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I saw a lot of that too, where, you know, especially when the red zone or doing the, um, you know, 11 on 11, uh, him making those throws and, and the guys that we are doubting or worrying about were making plays that after the, after, after the first preseason game, everybody was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Now, you know, at least, uh, they climb the ladder. Now they have to stack those days together. They can't just do it today and then tomorrow have a bad day. They need to stack them. And once they start stacking them, that'll, that they determine their fate on whether they're going to be on the team or not. A couple of injury concerns. Amon Ross St. Brown was not practicing much. He was seen walking around with his helmet being carried by somebody else. Then he was carrying it. It looked like it might have been a lower leg or an ankle injury. He was walking fine, but we did not see him practicing mm -hmm. as the day went on and then couldn't even find him on the field um, after that. When you had gone over to take a look at the defense, I was watching the offense, and Jamison Williams was going on a deep route, and Goff threw a bomb to him and reached back with his right hand and grabbed the back of his right leg, which a lot of people associate with the hamstring. It was not a good moment. You could tell the, the crowd got very quiet. Jamison made his way over to the sideline between the two fields and laid down for probably three to five minutes at least. Some training staff came over there. They worked with him. They looked at him. And then he walked off into the training facility. And we did not see Jamison Williams again the rest of practice. So that is a big concern because the six-game suspension coming up is one thing, but we know he needs reps the next 10 to 15 days. And this could limit those reps depending on the severity of this injury. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, those are things that, especially when you're in the stands watching it and you're always thinking the worst. Um, you know, and again, let medical staff decide what's going to happen with that. Um, you're, you're correct on we needed the numbers now um, so that he could rest during the, that sixth day. And, and, and uh, hopefully hopefully it's nothing bad and uh, it gets worked out and, and he still gets some more reps in. But again, we'll let the medical staff determine that and tell us what's going on from there. For sure. All right. So then going on after that, practice continues. Special teams got some work in there. Breeze had a nice ball that he covered on a muff punt by Jacksonville. Um, Laporta looked pretty good. He had some nice catches. And Gibbs had a nice play with Sudfeld playing with the twos. And Montgomery coming across the middle with a nice catch. That's really making me think, as much as I've seen these, these running backs catching right, the ball, right. Jamison Williams or not, they're going to be using these running backs a lot in the passing game. Yeah, and I think they will. And I think they're going to use those two tight, you know, they're two, well, I should say three tight ends in the same concept. But, uh, you know, guys in space, you know, yaks, those are what those running backs can do. And, and uh, you know, it's tough to cover that. You're worried about the deep ball. Uh, you know, teams may set on us and, and uh, try to stop the deep ball because we don't have a deep ball threat. That we, they will see, but uh, let's get it in those guys' hands and make them miss guys miss tackles. You know those those running backs in the open field are are fun to watch, especially when there's a linebacker trying to run with them. It was great to see Teddy Bridgewater out there. I think that was very anticipated. It looked like he was mostly repping with the threes, which isn't a shock considering he's been here for like three days. Yeah. But he has some great passes yeah. to Dylan Drummond, especially a back shoulder throw yeah. that looked great for his first work. We talked about people saying we don't have burners. Well, Jared Goff hit Khalif Raymond over the middle, <laughs> yes. and that thing just went great. Yep, yep. I agree. I saw, yeah, you saw three or four, especially some of those, that one over the middle that went the distance and then a couple of those little flare outs to, to the running back set down the sidelines. Again, it's not full contact live football game, but uh, a couple of those, nobody was tagging them up. For sure. They were not going to catch them. And, and you know, Nate Sudfeld actually had a nice 
a rush avoidance and hit a sidearm throw. Jason Cabinda came down with that nice catch. And Sudfeld hit Coda, Chase Coda, on a long touchdown. But that those were the early parts of practice from the offense. You were with defense. Start talking about defense. What were you seeing over there? Defense was fun because especially they were running a lot of goal line situations. Uh, and, uh, you know, you got Lawrence over there at quarterback. And, and uh, you know, they're running some man coverages and stuff like that. You know, they, they struggled a little bit. Um, uh at the beginning, Lions did a pretty good job. Then Lawrence kind of opened it up as practice went on uh, with some more different routes and stuff like that. But the intensity level was was uh, magnified. Uh, you could really see that they were trying. This was game situations. They were trying to make sure uh, nobody scored. Um, you know, I thought the linebacker play was was really good. Rodri- uh, Rodrigo had a nice freaking interception. Uh, they were running a lot of different combinations. They were moving Branch around. You know, they were moving uh, Joseph around. Uh, you know. I watched uh, Hutch and, and Harris both standing up, uh, coming off the edge, you know, online on uh, line linebackers. Uh, so that was good to see. Uh, D-line was doing some, uh, you know, great pass coverage, or I should get great pass rushing with a lot of pressure. We had some good blitzing concepts. You know, Aaron Glenn's going to throw that at you. So there's a lot of good things to see. Kaminsky, of course, was his normal self, uh, doing everything right. And, uh, and, and, you know, the guys are coming on, on off the field uh, at, with different combinations, but really communicating. So it was really good to see that. And I made it over to you when they were in the red zone, and they didn't have quite as much success, but that's not a shock. I mean, a couple things here. One, we got to see a different type of quarterback this week. Daniel Jones is a running quarterback, which is something the Lions need some practice against. But Trevor Lawrence has a great arm and good accuracy. That's another type of guy we need to practice against. So it's not a shock they had some success there. It was also good to see Tracy Walker out there getting a lot of reps. Yeah, he he's, he did. A, he had a lot of reps out there at safety, so that was good. You know, again, him and CJ were together. You know, uh, they were moving the guys around. CJ had a huge hit on one of the plays. Uh, of course, the, the the players and the fans went crazy on that one. Uh, you know, uh, Lawrence made some great passes in the red zone in the back back corner uh, with with pretty. Good good coverage on there so so I think that was one of the things uh you know and again uh you know we were getting some pressure on there but I, we know Aaron Glenn didn't didn't uh pull all the stops out he, he was working on things and and they were working on things and, and you know that's kind of what you do you know you're not there to win a football game you're there to win a football game in a couple weeks and and I thought they uh, accomplished what they're after I agree with you completely on that I mean there were some plays where the Lions did get some passes off after the fact but you're watching it and you're like that would have been a sack yep. in real-time yep. game yep. coverage so then after that, the Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars went to some 11-on-11, 11 11, and it was back and forth. It was offense for a couple plays, defense for a couple plays, and that was right over by the stands. That gave you a great look. Uh, Jerry Jacobs had a great breakup on a nice pass. And Goff, again, a nice pass to Khalif Raymond now, and that was across the middle. And Raymond just got his contract extension. This is the guy who's going to be here for three more years, yep. you know? Yep. So this is exciting, and we've just seen – continued development and implementation of Khalif Raymond, mm-hmm. we might get more of him this year than even last year. Right. Well, and I, and I think you, you look at that, you had, we talked about earlier, two receivers are not in practice today and he steps up. And I think that's what this, this team is all about. You know, I mean, everybody in the stands is like, oh my God, oh my God, with, with, uh, St. Brown and, and, uh, JMO going down. But then you, you get excitement because you go, well, they're not on the field, but look what we just did. So I think that's a sign of what this, what this team's all about. You know, one through 90 can play right now. And, uh, when they get, when they, uh, break it down to the 53, uh, they, they could be pretty scary. 
Yeah, this is going to be a very, very difficult roster cut. I'm not saying any year is an easy mm -hmm. roster cut, but this year there are going to be players cut who will be picked up by other teams. I would be shocked if that was not the case. Oh, I agree. We talked about that uh, with that defensive line situation. You know, there's some guys that are making plays out there, but, you know, they're they're vying for um, a position. You know, Dan Campbell talked about it at 9 o'clock this morning, that there's guys still competing, and which is great. You know, that's what you want. You want guys competing, and, and hopefully we pick the right one, and the one that leaves is, is uh, he has a good career, but uh, does nothing to hurt us when we play him. I could not echo those thoughts more. Exactly. It's kind of like Logan Stenberg. We want him to do well in Chicago. Yeah. We just don't want him to beat us or defeat us. <laughs> you know? For sure. So that's day one of joint practices between the Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars in the books. Tomorrow, they'll be at, back at it again, same time at 1030. I guess some things I want to look for is Craig Reynolds and Jefferson. I want to see if they're back out there having similar successes. Obviously, want to have an update on Jamison Williams as well as Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, Hutchinson had an ankle over the weekend, and he was back out there today already. So we don't know how long or if at all these people will be impacted. You never know. We saw C.J. Gardner-Johnson go down with the first or second practice, and then he bounced back much quicker than anybody thought he would. So I guess the running backs and the receivers are a couple things I'm looking forward to. How about you? I think the same thing. And, you know, defense, if you look at defense-wise, I'm sure they're going to work on their red zone uh, pass coverage concepts a little bit. Um, you know, I know that Glenn was working on some on some blitzes and things like that. I think the D-line, again, is going to be another one I want to watch. Um, would love to watch because there's such a um, situation there where people are playing – not for only playing time, but to be on the roster. And I, you know, I saw some of that today where, you know, those, when those guys are coming in, um, you know, the guys that are vying for that final spot are definitely working as hard as they possibly can to make sure, uh, they stack those days, which is what coaches say. We stack a day and, you know, what we did today, we got to do better tomorrow. What we do, do better tomorrow, we got to do better the next day. And I think that's the thing you have to get them. No, no step, no, uh, step backs. Better days going into the preseason game. And then, of course, uh, put everything together, what they learned this week. Well, and the defensive line is possibly the most competitive area right now because we are so deep that there are going to be talented people who may not be able to make the team. So the defensive line is going to be real interesting to watch. Practice tomorrow as well as the upcoming game. Romeo Okora, Julian Okora, both having sacks in the preseason opener. How will they do this week? Will they be playing earlier in the game or at the same time? I want to know that. And then I want to watch the offensive line. I want to see what they do more tomorrow and in game time. The starting offensive line looks solid. The backup offensive line, I think, obviously, is still a work in progress. Campbell talked about looking for a couple guys to step up. We especially are looking for someone at either the right or left tackle position as a number three tackle to step up. There's no doubt about that. You have to have leadership on the O-line, um, you know, with all the calls and, and uh, you know, the information that each person needs to make their block. And without, you know, when you go with a second string line like that, some of those guys are just learning the thing with the veterans. The veterans know what's going on, yet they can also tell what each person needs to do on each thing. You know, the center you know, barking out to the tackle, why did you not block down? Or or the guard, you know, why did you not squeeze down? And things like that. And I think that's one of the things you got to look at. And that's what those that second unit guys need to do. We need to find somebody that's going to fall into that place so that if there is an injury during a game, which, you know, those 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 big dogs are, uh, you know, locked up with other 300-pound guys on everybody's pl every play. And we need to, they need to be able to understand what's going on. They need to be able to step in and, and make sure they can uh, take care of their assignment the best they can so we don't have to reduce what the our offensive playbook could look like 
Exactly. And these joint practices are so important because we don't know how many of the starters we will see in this preseason game two on Saturday. Most or many of the starters who were not rookies did not play in game one. It might be more of the same since they're getting a look at them. They got to look at them today. They're getting a look at them again on Thursday. So they might just keep those guys off to the side. And then it gives more reps for the rookies and the youngsters who are vying for a spot. And it helps them hone their craft a little bit better. Oh, that's for sure. I mean, you're you're one on one today at practice. You know, it's it's uh, Jacksonville against Detroit, one on one, and those guys are going after it, twos on twos and threes on threes. Um, and that's the biggest thing is, uh, do we need to have a game situation? There's gonna be a lot of film to look at today, and and I think that's one of the things that'll be the that's one of the things I'm looking forward to uh, the press conference to see if uh, anybody stood out with what they watch in the film. You know, it looks great with a view, but the eye in the sky don't lie, and that. That's the one that you see everything on. That's the camera. Exactly. A lot of great takeaways from this. Very much looking forward to the preseason game on Saturday at 1 o'clock at Ford Field. You know, as we were wrapping up practice today, it was, again, the atmosphere just continued. Lions players stuck around before they had to go in. They were signing autographs. Brian Branch was out there. James Mitchell was out there. I mean, there's a lot of players that I didn't even name that were out there. Oh, and I got to give a shout-out to C.J. Gardner-Johnson because – he went over and got like saw this kid at one point and told the kid just a motion to come over before before uh, everybody else came over and he gave him I think one of his gloves yeah. and so it's just awesome seeing that yeah. stuff so great great excitement around everything great atmosphere Lions do it right and uh, looking forward to preseason game on Saturday uh, definitely and uh, I will be in the stands so we'll give you a report after that awesome sounds good coach thanks for joining the show today uh, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. Please subscribe to Not The Same Old Lions podcast to get alerts about new episodes. Tell your friends about the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Masseltiziak. The show is also available on YouTube and at NotTheSameOldLions.com. And until next time, stay gritty, my friends. <laughs>